Welcome back to the countdown. It's Ian Farmer here for episode 8 rebrand edition. Obviously we have a lot of topics to talk about today. We do every day. It's a gloomy day outside but that doesn't mean we can't have a good day. It's a good day and it's a good day for sports. Um, have a lot of second round action that went on yesterday including a first round game 7 between the Clippers and the Mavericks. Um, we got Julio Jones. Um, being traded to the Tennessee Titans. We got some coaching arrangements. And that about wraps it up. But we're going to get started. I'm here with my special guest and one of my good friends, Evan Latimer. What's good, everyone? And we're here. And we're going to get this started, okay? First up, the Clippers take down the Dallas Mavericks in Game 7. Who was the MVP of this series, Kawhi Leonard or Luka Doncic? I think the MVP of this series would be Luka Doncic because he just basically carried his whole team. The Mavericks basically couldn't do anything without him. Paul George did have a good series. Definitely a bounce-back series. Playoff P is back. Um, Yesterday in Game 7, Kawhi with 28 points and 10 rebounds. Luka Doncic with 46 points and 14 assists. Um... Definitely a weird series. The Mavericks take the first two games in um, um, in L.A. And then um, the Clippers took game three and four in Dallas. And then it went like that until the very last game. The, uh, the Clippers took down the Mavericks for their first home win of the postseason. Evan, how far would the Clippers go? I do not think they get past the second round. I think the Jazz will be too much for them. What about the Jazz's playoff experience? Yeah, they do not have a lot of playoff experience. I can agree with that. The Clippers had the advantage on that. But I think the Jazz, they just go out there and do their thing like they've been doing all season, and they manage to get the win. I think the Clippers can beat the Jazz. I think they do, I think they do beat the Jazz. But that's for another episode. Um, there's been a, a question around the league lately, and that is, is Luka Doncic the most valuable player in the NBA? What are your thoughts on that? I do not think Luka Doncic is the most valuable player in the NBA. There's many options to choose from. Honestly, I do not have a pick right now of who would be the most valuable player in the NBA, but I do not think it's Luka, even though... He is a key piece to his team, and they're probably not going to let go of him for a long time. Would you say it's um, more unlikely between players like Luka or Giannis? Partially. It could be the younger players, and then it could be like the older veterans like LeBron, KD. Who do the Mavs need to acquire in the offseason? Obviously, um, they, they lacked help. Porzingis did uh, very well in the bubble, but this postseason he struggled. I know he had some injuries at the beginning of the season, but if you want to be the second option on a team, you obviously have to come through. Um, not a lot of free agents this year. I think if there is one player, it's Kyle Lowry, but he's also 35. And um, he, he if, if he does have one season left, he has one season left. He's getting old. Um, however... Do the Mavs need to make a trade and give away Porzingis this offseason? I think they need to make a trade with the team. Maybe like 
the Bucks for Drew Holiday or something. Maybe get a better player for defense and make shoot. I don't think I don't think they need to move Porzingis yet. I know he had a bad postseason, but he does give them size and he does give them um, agility. I know they have a uh, Boban, but although Boban's big, he's not the player Porzingis is. Never will be. They also might be able to pick up Damian Willard maybe if he leaves Portland. That's an interesting point. That is a very interesting point. Damian Lillard to Dallas. They would probably win the championship next season if they had Damian and Luka. So that's something to look out for. But yeah, the Clippers take down the Mavericks and they will face the Jazz on Tuesday. 10 p.m. At 10 p.m. Eastern time. All right, here's a topic I don't like. To, I'm not big on because, although I'm a Hornets fan, I have the Bucks winning it all this season. But the Nets seem to be way too much for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, there's no question that Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, as the two and three, have to step up. They have to step up. Um, Middleton shot 26% from the field, only had 13 points. Um, while Giannis is still being unstoppable with 34 points. Um. You also have to add that the Nets also did not have James Harden. And whether that should scare the Bucks, I don't know. But if I'm Giannis and Mike Budenhoser, I am not necessarily scared yet, but I'm definitely making some adjustments. Definitely making some adjustments. However, Evan, can Middleton step up and be the star second option in this series? I, I think Chris Middleton can step up and be the second option and prove to be the player that he's been being all season. A good second option. I think he'll have a good bounce back game in game two. Does he need to take less shots? He shot 23 uh, sh- shots and only made six. That's 26%. Does he need to take less shots? Yes, I agree with that. He needs to take some less shots and pass it around to his teammates, get some wide open looks, and just have the team score. His shot selection was definitely a, a question oh, yeah, for sure. in game one. Um, how did the Bucks bounce back in game two? I think the Bucks bounced back in game two by Giannis being Giannis. And I think the Bucks need to play better defense because they couldn't seem to stop the Nets' three-point shots. They got to step up on the defense and just make better shot selections and go out there and play some hardball. If Harden comes back. Milwaukee will have to have some adjustments and they'll have to be ready to oh, go. Yeah, for sure. They already need to be ready to go. However, the Nets seem too much for the Bucks. They play tonight at, I believe, 7 or 7.30 on TNT. Coverage on that tomorrow which, with whatever happens. The Hawks take down the Philadelphia 76ers. A surprise game one in Philadelphia. The Hawks managed to take down the 76ers. Um, when you look at the box score, nobody really played bad besides Danny Green, who shot two of seven. But when you really think about it, all those numbers came in like the fourth quarter. So I think their biggest problem is they had to start out good. But they only lost by four from their comeback. And B played good. Simmons played a pretty decent game. Uh, Tobias Harris played a pretty decent game. But I mean. Trey Young is a killer, man. 35 points and 10, uh, I believe, uh, 10 assists. He had 35 and 10. And 
I mean, yeah, I mean, the 76ers, their biggest problem is big starts, no doubt. I mean, they have to come out strong. They can't wait to the very end of the game to, um, you know, go at Atlanta. How worse should the 76ers be? Oh, the 76ers should not be that worried. I think they'll bounce back in the next game, get the game 2 W. And I think that they'll win the series in six games. I think the Hawks will get another W at some point in the series. I did not watch game one, but I would definitely have to watch game two because as good as Trey Young is, I am very surprised he put up 35 points on Ben Simmons, who's a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Oh, yeah, sorry about the delay, guys. I did not hear Ian's question there. So, yeah, the Hawks take down the 76ers in Game 1. Game 2, I believe, is tomorrow. Here's a topic everybody's waiting for. Julio Jones to the Titans. A very um, interesting pick. We um, we pretty much knew that Julio Jones was getting moved. A lot of people thought the Seahawks, because um, um, Julio said he wanted a big arm to QB. But looking at it, Ryan Tannehill was third. It has the third most 40-plus yard passes in the NFL last season. How far will the Titans go in the playoffs? Uh, I think they'll make it to... I think they'll get... They will not be in the wild card round. I think they will not get to the divisional championship, but I think they'll be in the game under. I forgot what it's called then. The game under the divisional championship. It's, it's the divisional round. Yeah, the divisional round. I think they'll get there and then lose. I personally, I think they're the fourth best team in the AFC. Above them would be um um the the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Ravens. I think they're the fourth best. I mean, I think honestly, I think if they meet up with Cleveland this year, I think they beat Cleveland. Cleveland is good. Cleveland is great. But watch out for Tennessee, man. They're not going away anytime soon. Ryan Tannehill is not that old. Derrick Henry, obviously, arguably the best running back in the NFL. And now, Julio Jones. Some news came last weekend, This um, follow, uh, following this weekend. Terry Stotts is out at Portland, and Steve Clifford is out at Orlando. Um, per Bleacher Report... Jason Kidd is not an option for Portland, so I'm not really sure who they go for a coach. Um, I do believe that the Orlando Magic, on the other hand, plan to start a rebuild with their draft pick. They have a top five draft pick this season. They could acquire someone of the likes of Evan Mobley, possibly, or a Jalen Green, or a Jonathan Kamunga. If they want to go with like a Scotty Barnes or Jalen Johnson. However... The main question throughout all this is Damian Lillard. And does Damian Lillard lead this offseason? Does Damian Lillard lead this offseason? I think that Damian Lillard will lead this offseason. The Trailblazers just lost their head coach. They agreed to part ways with him. And I think Lillard is getting fed up having to carry the team and not having any support mainly. And I think he'll leave uh, Portland this offseason to go on a championship run with a better team. There is no doubt that he loves Portland with all of his heart, and he's gave his heart to that city. Um, 
But the fact of the matter is they've only made it out of the first round, I believe, one time. And that's just unacceptable. And I I don't know if he leaves. I feel like um, Stephen A. Smith, it was a big deal. Um, he brought up the fact that um, Portland could move like a C.J. McCollum and get like a Carl Anthony Towns, which I, if I'm Damian Lillard, I definitely don't leave then. People forget about Carl Anthony Towns is that he was injured. I looked up his stats last night. 24 points per game and 10 rebounds. His team's the worst team in the NBA. That's why. That's why nobody talks about him that much. And I didn't realize he's only 25 years old, so he still has time to develop. I didn't know. I thought he was a little bit older than that. Um, and I was like, is this really all we're going to get? It might be, might not be all we're going to get. So if that could happen, if I'm David Lillard, I'd definitely stay in Portland. Um but if they can't find a trade, I definitely, like you mentioned earlier, like a Dallas who needs help, um, who needs to provide Luka Doncic with some help. Um, I could definitely see Damian Lillard leaving this offseason. <sighs> Let's move on to this. This is going to be a quick one, but however, Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul last night. This would be a bigger topic on the podcast if there was a declared winner. Um, me and Evan, we actually box ourselves. But... Where there was no declared winner, we kind of lost some interest. However, Evan, who won last night? In my opinion, since there was no declared winner, I basically just looked at the stats and who landed more punches and just who was the better fighter and landed the more powerful hits. And honestly, Floyd Mayweather won. He had more hits, more power hits, more everything. Logan Paul he looked gassed in the middle of the fight. He looked tired. They were sitting there hugging, forever clinching. And Logan Paul, he only landed like 10% of jabs. His highest percentage in hits was like 15%, which is not that good. Especially when you throw 217 punches. Not good. I believe uh, Logan only um, hit, um, completed 10% of his jabs and 15% of his power punches. Yep. Like that's That's very unacceptable. Um, I Floyd um threw forty percent. He uh, hit on forty percent, and I believe power was fifty percent. Yes, yes. So me, I also believe Floyd won. Um, it wasn't really that close, but Logan did put on a good show. Floyd even said he was Logan was better than he thought he was. Could we see Floyd and Jake Paul in the future? I think we can see Floyd versus Jake Paul in the future. Because Floyd said if Jake Paul beat Ben Ashman, which was his last opponent, that he would take him on in the ring too. And especially after the beef that they had with Mr. I Got Your Hat, stealing Floyd Money Mayweather's <laughs> hat, and just causing some beef, man. The bodyguards and all of them got into it. You could tell Logan Paul was embarrassed, man. You could tell he was embarrassed about how Jake was acting, especially to Floyd Mayweather. That would be a fight. I, I would be willing to put money on it. That won't be an exhibition. That would be a declared winner fight. Yeah, for That'd sure. That'd be a real fight. It would be because Jake Paul said the only way you'd fight Mayweather is if it was on his record and not an exhibition. Last topic, another quick topic. Nuggets and Suns. Who is the, who is the key to this series? Devin Booker or Nikola Jokic? Who plays better? Well, I think it would. In my opinion, it's Nikola Jokic because he's MVP candidate. He just plays good every game. He goes out there and scores, does the same, gets rebounds, assists, 
does it all. Devin Booker, he's a good young player, but I don't think he's on Nikola Jokic's level yet. He would definitely get there in the future. I think he has the potential to get there because Devin Booker is definitely a good player. I believe it's Jokic. You know, he's the MVP. Devin Booker played well, especially against the likes of LeBron James and the Cadwell Popes and the Dennis Shooters of the world last series. Although I have the Suns winning, I think Jokic really puts Denver on his back and takes it to seven in this series. I agree. I, I agree. Moving on to picks for tonight. My picks, I had the Bucks bouncy back in game two just because I feel like they feel like they kind of need to. Middleton and Holiday. They have pressure, but I think they're going to be ready to go this series. And then I got the Suns taking game one in Phoenix. Evan, what are your picks? I picked the Bucks. I think they'll have a bounce back game also. I think they'll get some heat going and find some rhythm and then bounce back in game two because they'll know they'll need it. Because the tempo would be bad if the Nets won the first two games and then they'd be in a little bit of trouble. And also... This one was a very hard pick for me. I was thinking about it a lot last night. The Nuggets and the Suns. I was going to go with the Nuggets. But the Suns have been really hot lately. And the first game is in Phoenix. So I had to go with the Suns just because it's in Phoenix and they've been hot lately. Especially at home. Yeah. I believe they lost one Yeah, one game to L.A. at home. Yeah. And that's all they lost. Mm-hmm. Um... But that's all for the countdown today. I'm glad to be back this week. We'll we will we will be back um tomorrow Tuesday. Um I may have Evan on all week. Um I may just have him on today. I'm not sure. However, thank you guys for listening and tuning in and I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Peace.